This is reposted. Every morning, Larry and I dig into a quote or idea that has caught our eye. Our hope is that our chat inspires you to never stop thinking and possibly challenges you in a new way. If you'd like to help support the show, please visit patreon.com slash reposted. Thank you for stopping by. You know, from time to time, climate reports come out and they basically say we're all doomed. New one recently by the United Nations that says global climate change is accelerating and human caused emissions of greenhouse gases are the overwhelming cause. Goes on to say there is still time to avoid catastrophic warming this century, but only if countries around the world stop burning fossil fuels as quickly as possible, the authors warn. Which brings us to our quote from cultural historian Thomas Berry, one of my favorites. Quote, a degraded habitat will produce degraded human beings. If there is to be any true progress, then the entire life community must progress. What should I do? I, I, I heard this guy speaking on NPR the other day, and he was basically like, you know what? We're past the point of you personally being able to do anything to help the climate. The only thing any human being can do now is try to convince the government to make wholesale changes. So does that mean I got to write my congressman to affect any sort of well-being to the climate as we know it, Andrew? I think you need to write uh, a letter to the government of India or China. I mean, I think we are, as the uh, United States, moving in that direction. But as much as we can't control what other countries are doing with their emissions, I, I don't know what we can really do. I mean, yeah, like I've heard a few times recently, like um, you can do all you want. But if you're I mean, you're a family of five. Like, what is that in comparison to a billion people burning their their crops at night? Um, so, I, yeah, you know, reach out to India. So most of my good friends have this theory about climate change, one of them being Uncle Kirk, is that science in some way is going to bail us out of this whole thing, that they're going to invent some sort of something that's going to remove the CO2 and help save our ozone. And I kind of agree with that ish, but it sort of kind of takes us all off the hook that eventually down the line, someone's going to come bail us out. I mean, I don't know if it takes us off the hook, but I mean, the fact that we can't really do anything more takes us off the hook. But I mean, necessity is the mother of all inventions. So like we get to a point where we have to figure out how to cheaply desalinate water, then we're going to do it or find different ways of energy. We're going to do it as we've seen kind of throughout time. Something I thought was interesting about this degraded habitat will produce degraded humans. I think we don't look at that as a society of like, if you're born in poverty, there's no way you'll be successful. I think that's what that, um, that quote, how I'm reading it. It's like, oh, if you, if you grow up in a degraded habitat in a ghetto or something, you have no chance of being a successful human being. I don't know if you read that differently. I kind of read it from like a Native American perspective. You know, when you read about Native Americans across the country, when we, the white people were coming west, they treated the buffalo with respect. When they killed it, they used every part of the buffalo as opposed to the white guys that came in and just only ate the meat. Like, I feel like Native Americans had reverence for the whole of what the environment is, whereas we sort of white people kind of come and say, like, ah, we just want a little tiny bits of it. Like, do we have reverence for this circle of life? Thank you, Mufasa. Or do we just want little bits of life and, and easiness of it? 
I don't think we have reverence for it because there's not a necessity for it. I think there was also a built-in reverence for it because that was their main source of life and fuel, which probably in the long run is a better way to be. But um, out of necessity, we don't need to have reverence for um, something like you have a sandwich bag when you make lunch. You you don't have like if we had reverence for the process or everything, we would reuse our sandwich bag or we would we just have a throwaway culture. And like we said a couple of days ago, we're at a race to the bottom. What can be the cheapest? And if you want to buy something new, you're like, well, I can spend uh, $80 on something made in the USA and I can go down the street and see who made it. Or I can buy something cheap that was manufactured and shipped uh, on a container ship and I buy it for a lot cheaper. So I don't think we have reference and maybe we should, but the, the money is the bottom line. You know, I got this new theory. I've been reading a lot about the universe and I really feel like this whole human being thing rests really on human beings, right? The universe is 12 and a half billion years old. The earth is 4.5 billion years old. So man has been around for like 300,000 years. So basically for almost like 4.4 billion years, there was no human beings, right? So earth is a lot more than just the time that human beings have been on it. And if we use all of the resources, we won't be on it much longer, but the earth will probably keep going. So if we want the earth to sort of stay as it is so that human beings can be here, we have to take care of it. Like we see all these wildfires all over, you know, that are going on in California. That happens all the time. Earth needs to burn to replenish itself. That's what the earth does. But can human beings interact with the world earth enough to keep us around? Because we might not be, and then the earth will just continue. Uh, yeah, we can. It's just a matter of how are we going to approach it? Um, I guess I'm kind of, what? I mean, or we can't. I mean, we can, or we can't. By the way, like human beings are the great erasers. Like every single, throughout the history of the earth, every time human beings stepped on somewhere, we eradicated species. We are like the number one reason species on earth get eradicated. Now you could say like, well, whatever. It's so we just eradicate things. It's in our nature to eradicate things. And by the way, we might very well eradicate ourselves. So where do you come down on this? Are we doomed and there's there's no turning back and we're done? Or is there something that can be done? I, I honestly don't know. I mean, I'm really in this stage of I don't know. I hope science can get us out of this. But I do know that the universe and the earth are doing their thing. And we might very well, because of consumption and all we do, we have burn ourselves off the planet. Yeah, we might, or or we might keep going on. Um, Although yeah. I will just say, it does feel good to recycle. I love recycling. I love composting. I've always felt like, hey, it feels good to just reuse something rather than just throw it out. Yeah, I guess to leave, I guess, on a more positive note, it's like <laughs> you can just going through the process of thinking about that makes you more aware of what you're yeah. doing in life and going through this exercise about thinking. We kind of started off saying there's nothing you can really do about it, but just in a micro sense, you can focus on what you're doing more. And I think that can go a long way and just your overall happiness versus I'm just going to throw it out the window. Like you used to throw your Big Mac styrofoam container out of your 87 Buick when you're driving down the road. Yeah, but I, you know, and on a happy note as well, I feel like that was how I was raised, but my kids are way more in tune with the earth 
and recycling. And I feel like that's probably generally the perspective around the world for the youth. So if they got a good outlook, maybe the earth can continue. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully the generations are going <laughs> to move forward towards it. Well, if you want to talk to Kirk about how science is going to save us, please reach out. You can find him at Kirk Peterson at gmail.com. I'm Andrew for Larry. Thanks for stopping by.